Hello, everybody. You're listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter, and I am your hostess, Patty Catter. And today, I actually am having a great guest on the show that I've known for a while. His name is JJ, and um, JJ is a homesteader slash prepper. And this show is going to be unedited, so we can get this out as soon as possible, considering that our nation is undergoing some stress. Uh, financially and grocery stores are kind of having issues right now when uh, people across country are kind of in a panic, which I want to remind people, like, don't panic about things. You need to be calm and rational for yourself, for your family. So, JJ, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a great honor to be on uh, with you again. Thank you. And, J.J., I would love it if you could just tell our listeners a tiny bit about yourself as far as um, how long have you been a would – would you call yourself a prepper, first of all, or what, do you, what would you say about that? Uh, that's fine. I mean, it, the, unfortunately, the term has some uh, negative uh, connections with it now because of uh, TV shows and such. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm um, I'm of the preparedness mindset. Uh, you know, survivalist used to be the term. Uh, you know, you introduced me as a homesteader. I think that's maybe even a better term. But yes, I you know I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been doing that? Um, as far as homesteading, we'll just call it homesteading because I I know you and um, actually for a while you know wouldn't. Um, our family kind of started out homesteading. So um, how long have you been at Homesteader? Well, I was thinking about that in preparation for the interview, and it's somewhere around 15 years. Uh, it's it's certainly after 9-11, 2001, and somewhere before my first daughter's birth in 2007. So somewhere in there, I don't really remember exactly when I began doing that. But, but even, uh, you know, as – a child or back in high school, you know, I had a similar mindset of, of wanting to be prepared for things or wanting to have things on hand that would make life easier and, uh, you know, into that kind of uh, personality and mindset, but somewhere about 15 years. Mm-hmm. And how did you start out? Um, I mean, you didn't just one day drop everything and all of a sudden have everything you needed for a homestead, right? Or did you? No, actually, uh, well, I was going to share with you my my philosophy that I've developed over the years. Uh, I've kind of come up with a way to help me and, and maybe others remember uh, what what you need to do. And, and I call it Survival 6S. And uh, success, uh, there are six S's. And the first one is security. And so back before I would consider myself a homesteader or a prepper or, or whatever, I was into, you know, guns and, and self-defense and all that kind of uh, – that kind of led to realizing if I'm going to do these things to protect my life, what else might I need to do? Uh, what else is necessary, um, you know, for me to protect myself or my family or, or uh, to survive if something uh, – some event were to happen? Mm-hmm. And um, I know a lot of people are talking about how they can't find basic needs at their grocery store, but they're buying kind of silly things, um, some of them, because I'm looking on social media and I'm seeing 
some of these moms like stocking up on really unhealthy snacks and um, candy and um, things that really have no nutritional value because they're like, well, my kids are going to be home from school, so they they need some really, you know, some snacks and they need um, popcorn and we're going to make a little party. Like here in Florida, we have hurricane parties, and I think that's kind of how everybody's seeing it. But a hurricane party usually lasts, you know, just a few days. I don't know if everybody's really prepared to go the long haul on this. Um, so what kind of foods off the top of your head can you think of that would actually be nutritionally important? Well, it's kind of funny, you know, because of the uh, toilet paper shortage, that's a, a big you know, thing that's going in. Yeah. And as people, the average, the average American household has about three days worth of food. And so, you know, they have six months worth of toilet paper. After three days, they're not going to need it because they don't have anything to eat. Um, mm -hmm. And while I, you know, I think some junk food is maybe a good thing because of morale, uh, especially if you have children, you, you want to keep things as normal as possible. You don't want it to be, hey, we're going to eat nothing now but wheat, bread, and rice or something. Uh, but as to some easy-to-get foods that I would recommend for something like this uh, and Every situation is different, but they all have some commonalities. Uh, but, you know, things like soups are good for, for, especially for a pandemic, because they're easy to prepare if you're sick. They have some nutrition in them. Uh, you know, it's traditional to eat, like chicken noodle soup when you're sick and that sort of thing. Uh, something more hearty would be like beef stew, um, you know, canned ravioli, those kinds of canned goods. Now, that's, again, that's not a long-term prepping type food. That's not a bug-out backpack type food. But for the shelter-in uh, situation that we're having now with the pandemic, those kinds of things are good things to have. But also have some, some veg canned vegetables, canned fruits, um, you know, and along the unhealthy route, things like pancakes. Um, you can do uh, spaghetti, macaroni and cheese, things that are reasonably shelf-stable, not long-term. I'm not talking 20 years, but, you know, reasonably shelf-stable, have some calories have some uh some protein obviously canned tuna canned chicken things like that uh things that you know we kind of eat in our diet anyway just maybe in a little different form and you know obviously peanut butter uh peanuts kinds of things have high protein value last a long time um but again you know when when uh, this began to happen my family uh you know we have long-term uh food storage for uh certainly more than six months and so I still went out and I didn't panic buy, but I bought some things that would supplement if we were shut in to our homes for two, three, four weeks, we would have something, not just rice and beans uh, to eat. And uh, again, some of those things were, you know, Doritos and, and candy bars, just again, for morale purposes. Mm -hmm. You know, what's funny is I caught myself about a week ago, um, I ran to CVS and I was just getting a couple of things, like um, I needed some more hand soap just because I needed hand soap. I didn't buy bulk. Um, but when I was in there, I passed the Cadbury eggs. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have this thing for Cadbury eggs. Just like once a year, yeah. I always have like one or two. But I did pass them this time because I was thinking, you know what, I need to be extra healthy right now because I can't afford to get was my mentality on that. So I did pass the sugar, and I, I actually have been eating more healthy right now, especially because I think that it is important to 
try to, you know, boost our own immune immune systems as naturally as we can. Um, do you ever think about vitamins? I really don't take vitamins. I hear some people are saying, yes, yes, take them. Other people are like, you don't really need them if you're eating well-balanced. What is your thought on that? And I know you're not a doctor, so I want to throw that out there too. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my, my doctorate is not in medicine. My, uh, in fact, my doctor uh, does not really believe in over-the-counter vitamins, so uh, just to say, but, but we have been taking vitamins for, I don't know, three or four years now, uh, some fiber and different things that, that will help your system. And I've, you know, been very healthy, and I don't know, I can't say it's a direct uh, correlation. Uh, you know, I was sick here in February, uh, and uh, that was the first time I've been to the doctor in three years. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know, but we, I do think there's some value. I know that you know, doctors do prescribe vitamins like prenatal vitamins and different things that, that do seem to have a benefit. Um, certainly the vitamins, if they do get into your system, would have a benefit. But I think some of the controversy is whether, you know, you're taking them and they, they just go through your system and they give you no value. But we've seen, you know, some productive, maybe placebo, I don't know, but we've seen some good benefits from taking vitamins. And when I was in a box store uh, this past week, I was going to get some more vitamin C, uh, and they were you know, sold out. I mean, it was uh, one of those items that everyone had decided to stock up on. So, you know, I, I encourage vitamins, but, you know, as a layperson, but I, you know, I can't say for sure uh, that they do any good. <laughs> I have a question about water. I was talking on one of my episodes about how um, people, if they choose, they can um, use expired water for disinfecting and things. But then on the other hand, after I did that show, I had talked to some people, and they say that it's okay to drink the expired water, and I tried Googling and finding information about that. Um, do you have any input on that? Because I I had been told when I was growing up that drinking expired water was bad because the, the plastic is onto the water or something if it sits there for too long. Um, but then some other preppers that I know said, no, you can, you know, you can drink it as forever. It doesn't matter. The taste and the color might be off, but it's still fine to drink. Have you heard anything either way? Uh, actually, I've heard both sides, and I tend to uh, go with that, you know, the water is water, and that'll be good, and there's not the, the plastic leaching and all that. But assuming it's, you know, in a approved container, it's not, you know, stuck in something that's going to uh, be rusty or not, you know, if it's food-grade plastics, mm -hmm. if it's two liter bottles or, you know, regular water bottles or some kind of water container, uh, I would trust it. Uh, you know, if you're going to do long-term storage, uh, there's things you can look up about maybe adding a little bit of you know, a few drops of bleach uh, to it uh, to help with, you know, if there's anything in there. Uh, we use water filters, uh, you know, Berkey filters and Sawyer filters. Uh, you know, that's going to take a lot of stuff out. Of course, you can always boil water. Uh, I recommend from the homesteading perspective having a well, uh, if you're able to do that, uh, you know, well water is, is always good and, uh, you don't have to treat it and so forth, but, uh, water is important mm -hmm. because of the rule of threes, you know, three days without water and, and you can get, you know, uh, you can die. So, uh, having a source mm -hmm. of water and in this, in this pandemic where people are sheltering in place, I don't expect that utilities will break down. Uh, I don't think we're going to lose power or, uh, running water. But it's a good thing to have an alternate plan in case that were to happen, uh, you know, that you would have water 
access um, or a way to. I was told something that was sort of funny to me the other day. Um, one of my friends said, hey, did you hear that the, the um, virus cannot live in heated areas? So some people are taking a hair dryer and get this. He said that they're putting it up by their nose and mouth and breathing in the hot air. <laughs> I think, I think yeah, that that's probably one of the funniest things. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, uh, interesting ideas that come out when something like this happens. There was something I, I saw about you know gargling salt water that that would kill it, and and uh, you know people have have started to sell uh, fake test kits online and uh, you know fake remedies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's probably better to listen to your doctor, listen to the experts, and, uh, you know, you need, you know, viruses are pretty tough. They're pretty resilient. They they last in the Middle East where it's hot all the time. They last in other climates. It You know, um, this idea that we can, you know, put a little bit of heat to something and, and kill it is, is uh, interesting to me. But, yeah, uh, listen to the experts and, and what they say. Uh, you know, even hand sanitizer, you know, people are making their own hand sanitizer and so forth. People are using, you know, drinking alcohol, uh, which I understand if it's more than 60 proof, it actually does disinfect. Uh, but you, you mm-hmm. have to be careful uh, because there's a lot of wrong information out there. Yeah, I can't imagine people just sitting there drinking some vodka, like, oh, I'm killing the germs, but that's going to kill your liver. <laughs> <laughs> oh medicinal purposes only, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being on the show, JJ. I do appreciate it. Is there any, um, do you have any last tips or anything for our listeners who are out there who, I know some of them are really worried. And so I'm trying to just put everybody's mind at ease a little bit. Um, is there anything that you can give our listeners to hold on to? Well, uh uh, I would like to finish my survival success just to get that out there for people to think about. Yeah. Uh, the six S's are security, shelter, supper, which is food and water, um, self-aid, sanitation, and signaling. And if you cover those areas, uh, you're going to be probably okay. They're, they're, uh, they follow the rule of threes uh, for survival, and that you can look those up. And it gives you kind of a target to go for to cover these areas because people don't think about this in their everyday life uh, because, you know, we have it so easy. Um, But, yeah, don't panic. I think this is going to be short term. I don't think it's it's the end of the world. I don't think it's going to be uh, as big as they're making it out to be. Uh, I'm surprised it's it's done as much as it has. It is uh, even in my little small town. It's closed our restaurants. It's closing my business. It's closing. Um, you know, canceling all kinds of activities and, and, but I think it's a short term event. I I don't think there's any need for panic. I think right now the supply chain is still in place. You can still get most things at grocery stores. Uh, The restaurants that are closed, you can still take, go get takeout if that's important to you. Um, You know, I I think that the stock market I'm hoping is going to rebound. Uh, It's up uh, today about five or 600 points so far. So I, you know, I think, you know, calm down, relax, you know, maybe get a few things just in case. Um, and maybe this be a wake up call because these kinds of things could happen again and they could be worse. And so maybe begin to think about having some things on hand in the future, uh, so that you don't have to panic by so that you don't have to worry about it because that's what that Mm -hmm. this kind of lifestyle is about. It's about peace of mind. It's about 
it's it's kind of having insurance against uh, emergencies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Um, stay safe and keep in contact. And um, thank you to all of the listeners out there. Uh, the next guest that I have on the show is going to be a guy named Jay Smith. He's a retired Navy SEAL, and we're going to also be talking about preparedness with him. Um, so, JJ, thank you again for being on the show, and thank you to all of my listeners out there. And everybody, just stay calm. And like a good friend of mine always says, just take time and breathe. Thank you for listening.